0: Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and say it right off the bat that as I'm recording this, it's election day. And so, as you're listening to this, this is going to be in the future of me recording this. I have no idea what the results are. I I have no idea what's going on in the country right now. But what I do know. Is that right now as I'm recording this it is one of the most beautiful days I've seen in the last few weeks here in Michigan the Sun is shining brightly as I'm recording this you can see if you're watching the Sun is shining through the window and I feel the heat from the Sun and so regardless of whatever's going on as of recording this or after recording this it's just really interesting how there's still beauty even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of confusion and pain and hurt, you may be having the best of days or the worst of days. You may be anxious, you may be worried, you may be scared. Uh, whatever emotion that today finds you, it is not by accident that you are partaking in this podcast. You may be watching or listening to this years down the road, way past the, this time of what we're talking about right now. But at the end of the day, We are here today together, and it is an honor that you are here, and I do not want to take your time for granted. Again, my name is Jonah Fair, and this podcast exists as a cry from my heart that I can see a tendency within me and within us as people that we have this tendency that whenever we're going through pain or uncomfortability or challenge or difficulty, no matter what it is that causes some type of uncomfortability in our life, we have this tendency within us to want to do nothing else but run away from or numb ourselves from that which is challenging us. And that's not to say that you're wrong if you do that. That's just to say you are human if you do that. And I know when I look in my life and I look back on the things that have brought me to where I'm at now, it's really interesting because I can see each and every time there was difficulty, there was just just this instinct within me to want to run away and numb myself and many times i did try to run away from that challenge or to numb myself from that challenge but when i look back i see this irony at work is that the same thing that I wanted to run away from because I thought it was threatening me, the same thing I wanted to run away from, it actually was a catalyst in my life to grow me more into the man than I am now and also to grow me more in my knowledge and understanding and reference and, and surrender to my creator, savior, sustainer. And so through that chaos, instead of trying to lean into it in our own strength or our own ability or our own wisdom, there is a color that can be found in chaos instead of leaning in on our own we instead lean into the one that makes us whole. We lean into our creator, savior, sustainer, and we have a heart of humility that says, Lord, I know that on my own, there is no color that could be found here, but I know through this chaos, if I lean into you, you can help me see things from your perspective and you can grow me in ways that I never could have imagined on my own. So here, let's pray before we jump into today's episode. All right, Lord God, we look to you We acknowledge that we are weak on our own. Lord, we want to have a heart of humility right now as we are just trying to be honest about how we are feeling, the good, the bad, the ugly. Lord, all of the anxiety, the frustration, all of the fear, all of the doubts or confusions that is inside of our heart, inside of my heart, Lord, right now we bring to you. Lord, we know that our words can never measure up to your holiness, to your righteousness, and we can look at this world and see the flaws and the cracks. But yet again, Lord, we see also glimmers of beauty. We see glimmers of light, whether it be even as right now I'm recording this in the beautiful light that is just shining through the window on this November day. Lord, just for a moment, there's there's a peace, there's a calmness as I'm recording this within, within my heart, within this, this room, within this community. And Lord, we do not know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what is going to happen. But what we do know is that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 reminds us of that. So Jesus, please just have your will and way in our lives. Lord, I pray for those right now that are listening or watching this that are just overwhelmed. Lord, they may be confused about you. They may be trying to do things on their own. They've been trying to hold everything together. Maybe there's a personal chaos that goes beyond what's going on in the narrative of this country or this world right now. Maybe there's a personal chaos within their heart, within their mind right now. There's just a, a tragedy, a, a hardship, a hurt, a struggle. And help us just for a moment to sense a, a, a nearness of your presence, a nearness of your love, an overwhelmingness of your truth, of your stability in a world that is so crazy and topsy turvy. Lord, we need you and we look to you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and we surrender. Amen. 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 If you've recently just jumped back into color and chaos, or this is your first time jumping into color and chaos, um, then I just want to give you a little bit of context of what we've been talking about these last few weeks. And kind of the narrative that I felt like the Lord has been kind of just shaping here for the last couple weeks is just the whole idea of vulnerability. And about two weeks ago, I had one of my good friends, Karen Blanchard, and she was on this podcast. I highly encourage you to check out that podcast. She's the wife of, of the pastor that I get to serve under and the, the local church that I get to be a part of. And she just was honest and vulnerable as a pastor's wife, just sharing about the 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 different things and struggles that she has had and is having, and and just the ways that the Lord has met her in that. And she was just honest about her weaknesses and her her doubts and confusions, all that stuff that makes us human. She was just being vulnerable about. And the next week after that, so last week as of recording this, this just could kind of continued on that whole thread of vulnerability. And I was just honest about the different things that I was struggling with, the different things that were on my mind, heavy on my heart. And I was having a conversation with my mom uh, last week, going into this week, and she was just telling me how she listened to that episode and and she was just so blown away uh, by the vulnerability and she was encouraged by that vulnerability. Because she was just saying, like Jonah, don't lose that. Oh, never be afraid to share where you're at, even as a pastor. You know, don't just shy away from the difficult things to talk about just because you're you have this pressure that you know everything has to be okay. And when in reality that we are human and and we're gonna have moments where we're weak and when we're vulnerable, and it's so true. At the end of the day, I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be shallow. We as people, we push away from fake and shallow. It's so crazy, it's so interesting. That we as people we have this desire for for truth and a desire for just realness and genuineness, but yet when someone is truthful and genuine and vulnerable and and whenever it's uncomfortable, sometimes we start to push them away. And it's so interesting because they're showing what we long to see, but sometimes when it doesn't you know sit right or it's uncomfortable, we just start to kind of rebel against it. And it's just so interesting how we as pe- people are. I say it often, but it's so true. I was reminded even at the polling uh, station, you know, many hours ago before recording this podcast, that we are all little kids trying to figure this out. It's so interesting that adults spend their time telling children to stop acting like children, but yet <laughs> they sometimes don't even look within ourselves and realize that we are all little children. We can all have those moments where we are just that little child that is just rebelling and fighting and just thrashing around and, and, you know, just trying to come up with answers when we don't have answers and trying to, you know, appear as if we have it all together when we don't have it all together, you know, like we are all little kids trying to figure this out. And just that reminder that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be honest about confusions and doubts and pressures and anxieties and all that other stuff. And I just felt led to opening up today's episode just to give you a, a opportunity to breathe. It's okay, it's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to have it all figured out. You know, if you are here right now and you have anxiety and worry and confusion and doubt or whatever it is that is on your heart today, whether it be just personal, maybe it's something going on within your heart that nobody knows about, that you feel that if you would tell somebody that you cannot imagine how they would respond, you know, the last thing you want is for someone to push you away when it's uncomfortable, the things that you share and that you just, you know, just say, oh, like I got to get this off my chest Maybe it's something that you've never talked about, but right now it's heavy on your heart. <sighs> breathe, 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 breathe. It's okay, it's okay. We have a creator, savior, sustainer that knows that, even though you may have never communicated that to someone else. If you could just push a pause button on the things that are going on in your life, you would, because you're just done, you're tired. I, recently, I was flipping through my journal and I came across this uh, this thing that I wrote as I was sitting out in, in a place up here in Michigan called Port Huron. I was looking out over the 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 river that feeds from Lake Huron, one of the great lakes down to uh, Lake Erie. And I was sitting there i was I was looking at Canada and this this couple to my right was having this conversation. And I wrote down one of the things that they said that just really stood out to me. This woman was reading a text from one of her friends that she got recently. And this is what her friend sent her that that this woman was divulging to the person next to her. She said, look, this is what my friend said. She said, I want to fall to the abyss and fade away. That stuff's heavy. This this girl's friend felt so just overwhelmed. She just said, I want to fall into abyss and fade away. I don't want to have any consciousness. I don't want to remember anything. I don't want to even exist anymore. I just want to fade away. And as I was just sitting there and I heard this friend saying, like, what do I say to this? The the only thing that was going through my mind is, Lord, this is humanity. This is us. This is people. We all have moments like this, friend. That was just saying, I want to fall into the abyss and fade away. Welcome to humanity. No matter who you are. You could be the Pope. (laughs) You You could be a homeless person on the street. That is the human condition. We are exposed to so much brokenness, and we will either let the brokenness overtake us and and tell us what to think or feel, or we'll start to fight back and say, there has to be more. There has to be more. And as I was just thinking about just the state of this country, of this, this globe, the human condition of my heart. The insufficiencies and insecurities and the, the worries, anxieties that I have. Guys, as a pastor, I know what the right answers are. I know theologically that the Bible says not to worry, not to be anxious for anything, but with prayer and petition, bring your requests to the Lord. I know what the word says, but I'll be honest with you. That's not always what is walked out within my heart, within my life. That doesn't make me less of a person. That makes me a person. (laughs) That makes me a person. A person who Christ on the cross died for. And he yelled out, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) That makes us real. That makes us people. And so I'm not coming to you today from a lofty position that, okay, here's Pastor Jonah trying to tell you what to think or feel. I'm not doing that. But I'm coming to you saying, look, it is okay to breathe and to realize that chaos exists both within and outside of us. But what I felt led to do today is, is to just remind you that even though this is the human condition, this chaos that you may be feeling or have felt or will feel, that even though this is the human condition, this is not all that there is. It's so crazy. We get so focused on the human condition sometimes that we start to lose, lose sight on the reality that we have a God, we have a creator that not only became a part of that human condition, but overcame the human condition on our behalf. And when we cry out to our creator, Savior, when we cry out to Jesus, the only one that overcame the human condition and, and, and he died the death that we deserved, that lived the life that we could not live, he succeeded in the human condition. When we fail, the only one that has overcame the grave of death, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And because he did not sin, he overcame death. And he gives us an invitation. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy hearted, and I will give you rest. Take upon me. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. He gives us an invitation to not be found in the chaos, but to be found in him, to take refuge in him. And we get so focused on the chaos, we forget that there is a refuge, there is a shelter, there is an overcomer, there is a savior. (laughs) There is a savior that is mighty to save, that has proven himself over and over and over again, that there is a empty grave that he has overcome and it stands as a reminder that we are not just standing in the back losing a war that cannot be won we are not losing a war that cannot be won guys we fight as if we are hopelessly swinging from the back but we are not christ has already won the war he's won the war He's won the war, no matter what in the world happens to our bodies, to our families, to our society, to our communities, to our whatever, to the globe, to this earth, death has been defeated. But daily when we're bombarded by a chaos that lies to us and tells us that no, death is winning. The chaos is winning. No, you cut off the head of a snake The tail will still wag. We have an enemy that wants to still kill and destroy that is doing exactly that, still killing and destroying. But guess what? We have a savior that stood on the head of the serpent and has severed it. That we no longer have to be slaves to this chaos and anxiety and worries and doubts and confusions. Even though we may still have that, we don't have to be slaves to it anymore. Our identities isn't found in the chaos. Our identities isn't found in the lies. Our identity isn't found in death. Or, or just injustice. It isn't found in that anymore. It's found in the resurrected savior. It's not found in the political party. It's not found in the church. It's not even found in Christians. It's found in Jesus. <laughs> and, and we as, as people, we look to other people to give us solutions for what we're, we're, what we're striving and we're longing for. But at the end of the day, it's not found in us. It's found in Jesus. We're not, we're, we should not live life like we're in the back hopelessly fighting a war that we feel like we're losing. It has already been won. And today I just felt led to say, you know what? The Bible has promises, has security that we have a savior that is not a concept, but a living person. That Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again. <laughs> that he is real. He's not just an abstract concept or a good person. He's the resurrected Savior that your heart, that my heart longs for. It's not found in a president. It's not found in a local government. It's not found in us. It's found in the resurrected Savior. And I wanted just to go through some of the promises of the Bible today. And you might be just saying, Jonah, okay, I, I don't want to hear about the Bible. I just want a solution to this chaos. I'm telling you, the solution is as a person, the, the 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 verses and the promises of the bible that we're about to read it's not just it's something to help us cope it's something to remind us of the hope that we have not in a religion or an ideology or a worldview, but in the resurrected savior at the end of the day you and me we're not just an accident but we were created by a creator that created us with a purpose and a good creator will make that purpose clearly known an inventor doesn't just invent a product and throw it out to the crowd and say figure it out an inventor it takes time and he and he's personally involved in communicating clearly what the purpose of that creation is in order for you to be able to use it to his, to his most maximized potential. Steve Jobs didn't make the iPod, throw it out in the crowd and say, I don't care if you use it as a doorstop. There's pride behind the creator and the creation. And there's a pride, there's an ownership. We don't have a creator that removes himself from ownership over us, but he intimately comes involved in the human condition and to order to overcome that which is overcoming us and he did that improve that through jesus and so this is some of the promises of the scripture and as i as i share some of these some of these promises this isn't just opinion of jonah time this isn't just jonah speaking from his from his behind this is what the word of god says and these are the same promises that you right now can open up your bible and be reminded and find Again, we are not just following after a concept or an ideology or a religion. We are following after the resurrected savior and he is real, and he's living and active, and his word is alive, and no matter what chaos that we have around us, we know that we are not fighting from defeat, we are fighting from victory. Why? Because Christ, you have overcame the grave. These are some promises, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to go through all of the promises found in scripture, but I'm just going to start with the New Testament, and there's so many here. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I pray that this washes over you. The first promise that we see in the New Testament in, in Matthew, we see this, God is always faithful to his covenant promises and his fulfillment of the messianic promises far exceed what anyone could have imagined. The people were hoping for freedom from physical and political bondage, but Jesus offered something far greater, freedom from the bondage of sin and death. He says this, Jesus says this in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, he says this, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another promise that we see in Matthew is found in Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen to 20, and Jesus told his disciples that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. Therefore, he empowers each and every one of us to go and to share the good news of the new life that could be found in him. In Mark we see these promises in Mark chapter 1 verse 12 and also in chapter 14 verse 32 to 41. One of the promises we have is this is that God has identified with us in our humanity through the humility and servanthood of the incarnation Christ experienced the conditions of human limitations including his encounters with temptations that we face. So we have a promise that that God can understand our our weak position, our humanity, and he has walked through each and every temptation that we can face. We see that. We also see that Jesus offers the glorious gift of forgiveness of sins in Mark chapter two, verse one through 12, so that we could be cleansed and lifted up into a relationship with him. We also have another promise in Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 37. And one of the promises is this, is that when we lose our lives for Christ's sakes, we find our lives for the first time. That heavy heart, if you are overwhelmed and you are done, And you're saying, look, I don't want to keep living the way that I've been living. I don't want to keep continuing this brokenness that I'm experiencing both outside and within. Then the Bible says that we can lay down our life. We can surrender. And all that takes is a heart that's saying, look, I am done. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm part of this brokenness. And Lord, I don't want to just be what this world wants me to be. I don't want to keep following in slavery to this world and its patterns and my desires and my emotions. But Lord, I want to be yours I know that through your son, that you lived a life that I could not live. And so I'm surrendering myself to you. I want for you to help me be who you've created me to be from the beginning. Lord, I don't want to just be a product of my sin or the sins of my father or mother. I don't want to just continue that cycle. But I want to be found in the righteousness and the forgiveness and then the life that you offer through your son, the resurrected savior. And so when we lose our lives for Christ's sakes, we find our lives for the first time. We are born again into a kingdom that this world cannot strip us away from. Our citizenship is no longer in this world and the ways of this world and the thoughts of this world, but we are found as citizens in heaven and we have been adopted into the family of God a family that will not forsake us, that we don't have a creator that that will push us away. Why? Because his son has already paid the price for our sin. There is nothing that we can do that can make our God love us any less when we have accepted his son. And so when God looks at you, if you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, when he looks at you, he doesn't see your sin, he sees his son. And the Bible says that we receive his spirit. And as we receive his spirit, the spirit helps us. overcome this world just like Christ overcame the world and the spirit starts to grow us and lead us into righteousness to start to renew us day by day by day from death to death we start to become who he's created us to be not through our own strength or our own ability or our own wisdom or our own goodness but through the work of the word of God and the spirit of God working in our lives changing us moment by moment day by day helping our desires not be our desires but our desires start to be his desires and we start to become more of a reflection of Christ and of heaven and less of a reflection of our sin and death and decay of this world. And so that's one of the promises we have. The book of Luke, Luke gives us many promises, the word of God speaking through Luke. And in Luke chapter one, verse 32, 33, one of the other promises we have is this. The Lord God will give his son the throne of David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. We see this being fulfilled in Luke chapter one. We see how Christ fulfilled this promise of, of uh, that the word has shared with us that we will have a king that goes beyond any earthly king. And he will reign, and his his reign will never end. And We also see in Luke chapter 4 and 5, verse 12 and also 21 to 35 in, in chapter 12, we see this, Just as Jesus showed compassion by laying his hands on leopards and delivering people from their afflictions, so he is personally concerned for each of us and ready to meet our needs. We also have this in Luke 7, verse 47 to 49. When we hear Christ's word and act on them, we are building on a foundation that will never be shaken. As children of God, we can rejoice that our names are written in heaven. And we see this in Luke chapter 10, verse 20. We serve a seeking God who values each person and rejoices when we return to him. We see this in Luke chapter 15. When we persevere in prayer, God will answer our petitions. Verse, or chapter 18, verse 1 through 8. Whoever receives Christ becomes a child of God and is given eternal life, is no longer under under condemnation, and is crossed over from death to life. We see this in John chapter 1, verse 12, John chapter 3, verse 16, and John chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus came as the good shepherd to offer his sheep rich pasture and fullness of life. And we see this in John chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. He who believes in Jesus Christ will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in him will never die. We see this in John 11, 25-26. When we abide in Christ, we are given the power to bear lasting spiritual fruit that the, that will glorify the Father, John 15, 1-8. When we come to believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, we are given the gift of life in his name. And we see this in John 20, 30-31. In the book of acts there's many promises as well this is another promise god has given us the power of the indwelling holy spirit to enable us to be witnesses of the good news of forgiveness and life in christ we see this in acts 1 8 acts 10 40 to 43 it is through the resurrected son of god that we are recipients of god's abundant grace and power acts 4 12 and also verse 33 god has fulfilled his promise to his people by raising up jesus and by granting through him the forgiveness of sins through him everyone who believes is justified from everything you cannot be justified from the law of moses we see this in acts 13 32 verse 39 and also acts 16 verse 30 god is not far from each of us for in him we live and move and have our being we see this in Acts 17 27 to 28 in romans we have even more promises it goes on the gospel is the power of god for salvation to everyone Who believes in jesus christ the gift of righteousness comes through faith in him and not through human effort and that's romans 1 16 to 17 as believers in christ we are justified which means declared righteous by his grace through the redemption that was made possible through his blood chapter 3 23 25 since we have been united with christ in his death we will also be united with him in his resurrection thus we can count ourselves dead to sin but alive to god in jesus christ Chapter 6, verse 5 through 11. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Chapter 8, verse 18. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, which is to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Chapter 8, 28 to 39. We also see in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, God's will for us is always good, pleasing, and perfect. First Corinthians, we see this. We have been sanctified in Jesus Christ and have been called to be holy. Chapter 1, verse 2. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Chapter 1, verse 18. Chapter 6, 19-20 reminds us that our bodies are temple for the Holy Spirit who is in us, who we have received from God, and we are not our own. We were bought with a price. We see in verse 15, 22-58, As in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive, because we will be resurrected. We know that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. Goodness, I can keep going on and on and on. There is promises after promises. But at the end of the day, if we are focusing on all of the lies around us of a world that is broken and breaking, then we will miss the fullness of life that we have through Jesus. Heavy heart, you are not a lost cause that you exist where you are right now. You are going through exactly what you are going through right now in order for the Lord to use you in a powerful way to bring a change to and, and, and a difference within the community that the Lord has placed you in. And that change and that difference doesn't come through our own strength, or our own ability, or our own wisdom. It comes through the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That he is the only one that has overcame the brokenness of the human condition in order to give us a life and a life abundantly. We're not just fighting from the back, just throwing punches, hoping that we win. No, we've already won, and that's been won through Jesus. But if we're not living through the victory of Jesus, then we're going to constantly feel defeated by ourselves and by the world around us. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul writes to Timothy and it's so applicable to what we're going through right now. And I pray that this word washes over you. He says this, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach those truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier in Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. And hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the the fruit of their labor. Think about what I am saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Verse 8. Always remember that Jesus Christ, the descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. Heavy heart, the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Now, I'm going to read that again. If we are unfaithful... He remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Remind everyone about these things and command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless, and they can ruin those who hear them work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. (laughs) Heavy heart, we work hard through the strength of the spirit of God within us that comes through surrender to Christ. We don't work hard through our own ability. We don't earn our salvation, but instead we say, Lord, because you have given me a new life, because you have given me forgiveness, because you have given me the gift of breath and the gift of having a sober mind to no longer be a slave to sin, because you have given me life, Lord, i will in turn use this life in order to bring you glory and to point others towards you so paul's not telling timothy work hard so that you will win god's approval by your deeds no the bible says that our deeds on our own are nothing but filthy rags compared to the righteousness of christ That we on our own, if we are trying to live through our own strength, then we will also be defined by our weakness. And we are no longer defined by our weakness anymore. We're defined by Christ. Therefore, if you are defined by Christ, then work through the strength and through the newness of life that he's given you. Work hard to present yourselves to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of God. Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like a cancer. Verse 19, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows who are his and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. At the end of the day, heavy heart, this world is not our home, but yet while we are here, may we shine the light that has been shown to us. If right now you're listening or watching this and you're saying, look, I I, I hear what you're saying, Jonah, but I, I've never experienced that light in my life. I've had moments of just feeling okay and at ease and at peace, but it's all tied to things that, that can easily just leave me or forsake me. And, and I'm done with just living tied to the things of this world. I want to find a joy. I want to find a light. I want to find a life and a meaning and a purpose and a freedom that goes beyond the things of this world, but is tied to to, to something that will never leave me or forsake me whenever I leave or forsake and, and the answer to that is just a surrender to Jesus. Just cry out. Say, Jesus, I know that you are who you say you are, and I am nothing without you. Jesus, please help me. Help me be who you've created me to be, and I surrender to you knowing that you are the only one that can help me be who you've created me to be. I want to live this life for you, not just for my, myself. When you surrender yourself to Christ, you receive the fullness, you the fullness of his life heavy heart. We're not fighting a war that has not already been won, but it is rough and it is difficult. The human condition is real, but yet may we just breathe saying, God, you know, you know, and you have a way through this. And Lord, I'm going to look to you. I'm going to live according to your plan and desire for my life. I'm not going to get caught up in all the things of this world. I know today is just kind of, you know, shotgun from the heart, but, like, as I was just thinking about this whole idea that, like, guys, there's such a bigger picture. There's so much smoke and mirrors. There's so much smoke and mirrors. As I was just thinking about this, a song got, got placed in my life, and, and the name of the song is Monument, and it's by a artist. Her name is Sarah Kroger, and I wanted to read this excerpt That she wrote as she was just explaining about why she named this song Monument, and this is what she says. She says, a monument means something that reminds. It's simple, really. We stand on the foundation of Christ and what he has done. There is no greater monument than the empty grave. She goes on to say, he left it behind to remind us of his power over sin and death, a power he shares with us. That's our heritage and our history. That's the flag that we fly over our lives. It's true freedom, where we come from and where we are going. And it reminds me of Jesus' words in John chapter 8, verse 12, and also in verse 14. It says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And then Jesus says this, for I know where I come from and where I am going. Heavy heart, may we know where we come from and where we where we are going we come from the word of god Breathe life into us that we are are created psalms 139 we have been crafted in our mother's womb for a plan and purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer we come from a creator who sustained us and gave us life and gave us being and where we are going we are going to be with him again where this is not it this is not it that we've been given new life, we've been given an ability to to breathe and to be and to, to be a reflection of him here on this broken world. And he knew where he came from and where he was going. And now may we know where we come from and where we are going. This is true freedom, where we come from and where we are going. And so, heavy heart, as we end today, again, I pray that this is washes over you, and I pray that this song by Sarah Kroger, and again, the name of the song is Monument, I pray that this song is an anthem to you, no matter what you are going through right now. Guys, this is not the end. This is not the end. This is not the end. No matter what's going on in your heavy heart, this is not the end. Breathe, knowing that you have been given an opportunity to do what cannot be done by your own strength. And breathe knowing that you are loved, that you are forgiven, that the empty grave is a reminder that he has overcame anything and everything that has overcome you. <laughs> Heavy heart, you are not alone. You are not a lost cause. May we look to the empty cross and the empty grave as a reminder that Jesus is living And that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and his kingdom will not be shaken and will not be robbed. And as citizens of a kingdom that that is not this kingdom, may we reflect and point others to the king of kings and the kingdom that goes far beyond this kingdom. By living a life that is so different than anything and anyone around here. May when we mess up, when we have anxieties, when we have those worries and doubts and confusion, as we start to, you know, fall into that trap of the human condition, we say, no, 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 that is not who I am anymore. Lord, you've given me a new life. And Lord, the new life you've given me is far better than anything that I've ever had before and anything that I've surrendered to you previously. And so may we embrace the reality that, Lord, you are living and active and that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Heavy heart, you are not alone. May this wash over you today.
1: God, your mercy reaches inside, the